0: Mm-hmm.
1: Good. I'm I'm good to move forward with that. We've got like five minutes, so we'll just chill.
0: Awesome.
1: I'm just playing live music from Rising Star Radio.
0: I don't know if you guys uh,
1: Yeah, it's kinda of
0: cool. I
1: what the music? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's put together by Jexta. He actually built a game around the the radio station. He put together most of it's hive hive musicians.
2: X yeah. minus five, minus so four, it's kind of cool. Minus three, minus two, X minus one.
1: Fire. I like it because I used to pull music just from like a free royalty free music database and it was good like I could kind of tailor it but I found out about this and I was like way awesomer this is so much better because it's like people in the crowd sometimes are like oh yeah I wrote that oh, that's way better. yeah and it's good yeah, music it's good music too so I'm happy with that. Okay, I'm gonna duck out here for just a sec. We awesome. well, usually people usually people come in like five like ten minutes in, so I just kind of shoot the breeze for a while,
0: anyways. Oh. Oh.
1: Oh yeah, you know what, sometimes I take for granted, people don't usually know where to go. I'm glad you found us. going live in two minutes you guys. If you want to hop on the show if you're watching from Vim or Discord or YouTube, we will be lighting it up in here with some simple game with some holy thread and a little bit of self-motivated true or not true rumors about Justin's son and Kobe Bryant. Hey Ren, welcome to the show. We're going to go live in a couple minutes. So sit tight for the ride. Even if you're here accidentally, the universe brought you to me. So you are in the right place.
0: And I I like to be.
1: one, but my countdown says we have like 58 minutes, so I think I, I programmed my countdown wrong. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of it right this very second. Okay, everybody. We're gonna jump right into the show because I don't know what I did with my countdown timer, but somebody programmed it wrong. Was it me? Oh, was that me? So I don't know if you noticed, but I like—I'm so excited because <laughs> because if you look at the top of my page, I don't know if you're if you want if you go to, to Bim or YouTube, I should be, um, you know posting there. I don't see it going, but something up. Hey, Fox Foxcoy, thank you for showing up. Thank you for coming to class. We love you. Hey, Frankie. Hey, Ren. I don't know Ren. I don't know you. So I need to know where you're from and how you heard of us. That'd be good to know. And hello to Jack Miller, always a pleasure. Blue Robo, same to you. Fox Coit as well. Frankie, you always bring the sunshine. Simple Game is our guest for today. We're going to be interviewing Simple Game about his very awesome holy bread, if you don't know already. And then I've got The Hive, which is, you're basically my like staple. Um, and he just got his... Steam Monsters shirt, which is a Steam Monsters shirt, the authentic Steam Monsters shirt in the mail, which I'm super excited that you got it. It took like, what, three weeks to get there? That's not too bad. All the way over in Ireland, all the way over in Ireland. So today, what I was pointing out was at the top of the VIM, like if you go over to VIM and see, which I don't know why it's not showing. I'm a little bit concerned about that. Like this should be showing. So I don't know if it is. Oh, there we go. I see it. I see it. If you guys go look over at my Vim, you'll see Rising Star Radio, Knife of Me by Billy Korg, and Wave Legion. So what I've started doing is I used to have, um, I used to stream my music from, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it was like a royalty-free place and i loved it you know i'd like pick the music but this is so much cooler this is way 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 cooler rising star radio was put together by our guest from last week juxta and he has the rising rising star game as well if you haven't checked it out definitely worth your time i still play it a couple of times a day so but rising star radio pulls uh musicians mainly from the hive blockchain So it's super, super awesome to see all of these amazing musicians, you guys, right around us. They're in our neighborhood. You have come, you have come to the right place. If you've shown up here like completely by accident, that's okay, we'll try and entertain you. This is Little Scribe with the Crypto Queen show. We are mainstreaming all things crypto all the time for the masses. My main objective here is to try and highlight projects that I see being built on the blockchain that can easily mainstream to uninformed people uninformed people so make sure guys if you're not oh hey ascended so good to see you everybody make sure if you're not gonna be talking or if you're not a guest on the show today make sure and mute your mic um unless you just feel like you're so so quiet but yeah just go ahead and mute your mic just to be safe so, I have Ascended Monkey, and she will be maybe hopping on mic, but at the very least, I actually have some really great reviews. So, what we're doing today, what we are doing today is we are going to be talking about Holy Bread. It's an up and coming game that was built originally on the Steam blockchain and has since moved to the Hive blockchain, as far as I understand. We've got the developer here with us today, Simple Game, to talk about the story behind the game, the history behind its progress and goals for the future. And then I've snagged Ascended Monkey to do a review since she's basically the resident blockchain gaming hobby expert and I'm not. (laughs) So I'm gonna be pulling from her review as well. And remember guys, if you like my content and if you like hanging out, Or if you completely are able to tolerate me for five minutes, be sure and share with your friends. You can also follow me on Vim, PeakD, Hive, Discord, YouTube. I'm trying to figure out 3Speak. I can't figure it out, but I will. So you know whenever I'm going live. And then if you aren't able to make a live show, you can also listen to me on Crypto Queen Podcast anytime, or you can just go to YouTube. I'm keeping them there. Keeping it real. So you guys, before we jump into the review of Simple Games uh, Holy Bread, I actually have some really interesting news for you. I don't know if you're all aware, but I've done some very um, extensive research on the death of Kobe Bryant, and I figured out that Justin Sun interviewed with him on stage just days before his death. And so I'm pretty convinced that Justin Sun rigged that helicopter. <laughs> Frankie, what? Okay, I'm going to play it. Go over to Vim and check it out. Here we go. It's proof. I'm showing this video. Justin Sun was on stage with Kobe Bryant. If you look down, it says January 20th. Everybody knows Kobe Bryant ja- died on January 26th. Only problem is that I ch- I checked back later and I noticed that this video was from like 2019. So he was a year earlier, but still, I think there's a really strong connection between Kobe Bryant's association with Justin son and his further demise. I really do. I think there's a very, very strong link. I think Justin son should be investigated. Let me know if you guys agree. I totally, totally think there's a link. He's, he, I know, whatever he touches ends up, dead, it, dead, it, see it. See it, see it, see it. Man, Kobe Bryant is so good looking. I forget how gorgeous that guy is. And in my mind, he's still alive. He is still alive. Okay, moving on, we're going on to Holy Bread. Holy what? Okay, I've actually pulled up, I'm going to do a screen share here. Let me make sure I did that right. Lama Makshaw, I've done that right. Where's my. Yeah, I did it right. Okay, you guys, the crush comes out. <laughs> RIP Kobe, oh gosh, no. Kobe's so beautiful. If I had crushes on people based on looks, I'm pretty sure it would like totes be Kobe Bryant. Totes be Kobe Bryant. Okay, so you guys, we're on holybread.io. If you haven't checked it out, just head over there now. I'm actually gonna drop the link right now. Dropping the link in the Discord. And am I in the right place? Hold on. Did I... Yes, I am. You look good, Fox Coit. If I had a crush on people based on looks alone, it would be Fox Coit and Kobe Bryant. The end. Nobody else. Nobody else. And Justin Son. <laughs> and Justin Son. Actually, he's not bad looking. Like, as far as like millennials go who like to rob people and also look a little bit like a girl, he's he's great he's great looking. Like for his category. <laughs> for his category, okay? And that's just all I have to say about that. We're not even going to continue that discussion. All right. So we're moving over to holybread.io. So here's the thing. Is I wanted to ask I wanted to talk to simple game a little bit about the history of the game and I'm going to try and like, we're going to try and not get too deep into the politics of it, but I do want to touch on that a little cause that was a little interesting. And then what we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at ascended monkeys review. She's got a lot of stuff in there. We'll try and touch on the things that maybe you guys had not thought of or didn't have a chance to before we, before we talk to simple game though, like, I just want you guys to see how much I love the art. like. Okay. So you can select your gender. You can select your gender and you can select your class. I'm going to go like, these are the, (laughs) I like love the art. I love Okay, Here's the thing. I feel like art should be kind of original. Like if you're going to make a game, it's fun to make it kind of original. Like we could go with something that's safe and everybody's kind of predictable. Then everyone knows it's going to be great. But that's why I love Cly's crazy art, because it's so wild and like stupid, <laughs> but he's like a brain genius. And then I love this art, it's so beautiful, the eyeballs and the hair, it's so exaggerated. So the boy mage is just a little wild. And then the archer has got this like sort of weathered look, and then the warrior, of course. And if you look at the female, I, I love, like I love the mage. I love how her little boobies are like sticking out of the shirt. It's so cute. I love the little boobies on the mage. And then the warrior chick is all, like, badass. I kind of feel like she needs a tattoo. That would, that would like, do it for me. And then the archer is just perfect. Perfect, perfect. I don't know who does the art for this simple game. Who's your art artist? Um, our current artist is actually
0: DKS
2: Art.
1: You D- can find him on Hive. Oh, uh, So does he do other art as well, or have you got him pretty busy?
2: Uh, he, no, he does. Uh, he's
1: actually available for um, any independent projects oh
2: cool okay so, yeah, um, so just at dksart I'm going to put it
1: in the, uh, check mouse and while we were talking I think it was about a week ago I was just kind of going bananas about your project and it always surprises me having been around the area of steam slash hive for about four years I mean off and on I've had my hiatuses occasional hiatuses but Like having been around the area for a few years now, it always surprises me when I don't know about something that's actually like rather cool. And you're quite the little um, magician, aren't you? I mean, you've got like over 400 400 active users on your Discord. You've got tons of followers on your actual page. (laughs) Thank you, Foxquait. Thank you for the modern art. Jackson Pollock he fills up these buckets of here let me let me pull this up this is great screen share this is what I love about my screen share is you can because most people when you stream when you stream discord and you pull the chat feature into the stream it doesn't ever show pictures or like video clips or giphys so that's why I like my screen share Okay, so simple game, so yeah, I've been around for a while, and it just kind of surprises slash, like, shames me that I haven't ever heard of you, and I'm so sorry that I haven't, because this is so cool. When and where did you come up with the idea?
0: Um,
2: Well, we've been running uh, play by post, you know, uh, games on the blockchain now for almost three years, and we had a role-playing game there and and what was that i was watching yeah go ahead sorry, sorry. No, i was watching holy bread when it was first being developed uh late last 2019 on steam and was talking a bit with the developers um at the time they kind of want to run the project on their own as a hobby project so i was just kind of keeping an eye on it and you know there's conversations and input here and there and then when the opportunity arose to take it over um I jumped right
1: on it. So hang on. Uh, yeah. Ho- Holy but, bread. Holy bread. Isn't a play by post game though, is it?
2: No, it's not. But that's what got me really involved with the whole blockchain community.
1: So um, that, and that's where I wanted to yeah. actually back up just a little bit because I told you we might get just a teensy bit political here in the fact that when you were doing your play by post gaming construct, what was your biggest obstacle obstacle? And, uh, and but, let's post, like, let's define that it. That
2: Let, that was,
1: sorry, simple game. Let's define, define the, let's define play by post first for those who aren't aware.
2: Oh, sure. Uh, all it goes all the way back to the old days where people used to play chess in the mail. They would send a move to each other and then it would move to the nineties. Um, LARP actually came out but people would actually play full role playing games inside, um, basically what is discord these days. You just play your game with a group of players. So play by posts have evolved to where you wanna play with players throughout the whole world. There's tons of websites dedicated to them. You go online and a game master will post a turn and all the players will respond every 24 or 40 hours a new turn will come out. So it creates a lot of opportunity. And the blockchains, especially our social media ones are really, really key for that. Is I can post a turn and then players can respond back and forth and interact with each other and just really creates a, a unique community so the co- it can be anywhere from a role-playing game to a board game uh, you know anything you want to do
1: see that's something i hadn't considered because i coming from the angle that i entered into the blockchain the use case of blogging for blockchain that was how I entered this entire scene. Was basically like, oh, you can blog for money. You can blog for uploads. <laughs> Who's posting this? Fox, to... right. Sorry, and I'm giggling. You know, I just that... see like. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I see it. Too. Yeah, I see it. Um, the thing with that blogging concept is it's great, but most of you nowadays are just auto uploaded. You put your weekly blog post up, and you get your hundred, you know, auto uploads from all your trails. There's no interactivity. Um so we really took it from the standpoint of if we're doing full games on there, especially role time games, people can create characters, they can laugh, interact with each other. Yeah. Uh you can create some really amazing friendships with people in other time zones uh that you never would normally because they're they're doing their move when you're sleeping and you respond when they're yeah. sleeping. Yeah.
1: And... It's like yeah. a pen pal yeah. only it does. It totally harkens back to sending a chess move in the mail. Like I it's so nostalgic and it is so exactly. socially interactive and you actually make like really deep friendships that develop over time. You get to know a person's personality this way. And, and so what happened with that? W- weren't you kind of deterred a little bit from the, from the play by post? Uh, yeah. So I
2: got a lot of uh, communities that said, cause my whole thing was, Hey, these encourage engagement, you know, we're creating these friendships, we're building social, and I would get in some discords and chats with some bigger whales and people. And without names or anything, they would say, hey, ignore that. This is back on Steam. Steam is really running Discord. Uh, blogging and posting is just a reward, um, you know, a reward system for all of us. But the real real Steam is actually running Discord. And you- it actually bothered me for a bit. because so I was like, well, what's the point of trying to promote these blockchains to the masses And onboard users, if you're telling me everything that's really done is done in discords, don't worry about blog posting, don't worry about engagement. And then I started getting downvoted by some of them, uh, because our turns are relatively the same day to day, like there's the rules of the game. This is what we're doing. And the actual turn is very little of the post. Most of the actual engagement is done in the comment section. Right. And when I reached out to them, they're like, well, you're spamming the blockchain. And I was like, really? I'm spamming the blockchain by encouraging engagement. That's interesting. Uh, It was a little disheartening, but we continue on. We don't do it as actively right now since Holy Bread's taken most of our time. Uh, But we do have plans to go back to that concept um, when we
1: can. And, like, not to get too deep into it, but just from the perspective that I'm coming in from, like, not knowing a whole lot, the way that you paint the picture, it sounds totally harmless and completely amazing. And, like... Honestly, posting a play and then the engagement is in the comment section. Comments actually on the blockchain count as a post. I mean, it's an interaction on the blockchain and yeah, it is loading down the blocks. Like you're actually putting, you're putting a burden on the block turnover. So, but what, but. I think the only thing I can think of is, is that that is their complaint is that they're having to pay for those there's turnovers those turnovers and maybe that was the problem is that it's like a bunch of free interaction that nobody was having to quote-unquote pay for because so many of the comments were taking up so much of that that use usage but in my mind I'm like these are people who maybe this is their entry point guys like That's the whole point is you wanna make it so people are like, oh, this is really easy, it's really fun, it's free, this is building my experience here. And then as people invest in your game and or their own accounts, they look around, they sniff around, they see where they can actually invest, they can see where they can invest time, money, crypto, even developing skills and look at where you've come. I mean, you're, you're developing stuff that gets people engaged, not just in comments, but also investing actual coin. So I, I'm going to kind of have to take your side on that one. I do feel like spam spam to me is kind of, um, meaningless, right? You're just trying to get people draw traffic to you. This is not spam. People interacting with each other is the main point. So I'm, I'm gonna have to take your side on that and, and the only argument against it would be if people were just basically like, play by posting without meaning. And in any, in any event, that's their, that's their prerogative to do, and we can spam that, we can call that spam if we want. If someone's gonna play by but post to you know, spam play, like- then that's spam, mm-hmm. sure. But if you're getting interaction that's meaningful, then that's interaction that's meaningful, and you're pulling it, and this is my whole point of the show is that if you, if you're building a project that's bringing in mainstream people who might ordinarily not use blockchain or even know about it, you're bringing in people to interact on something that's happens to be built on the blockchain. In my mind, you have succeeded. I I don't believe in spam. I think it's, it's not healthy for this blockchain. And I would agree that we don't want to encourage that kind of behavior. We're trying to encourage meaningful, interactive, social behavior that also results in, um, not only increasing in the value of the blockchain itself, the platform itself, but also in the health of the economy, which is where we're going to get some use. Those users are going to be hopping around, looking for other things. They can invest their time, energies and monies and efforts and intelligence into. So yeah, For me, it's a win, 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 win. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. If you're making something that brings people in and shows them what this is and gives them an opportunity to invest time, energy, money, or intelligence into something, for me, it's a win. It's a win. And I'm sure we kind of feel the same way. Okay, Fox Coit. Let's see. Maybe I missed your comment. Okay, he's just... You're just... (laughs) (laughs) i love your trolling fox quite um there is no line all time we only encourage spam on steam frankie one you're so hilarious i'm just trying to catch up on your comments guys we only encourage spam on steam spam is always a bad look be it on steam blurt or hive it's true it's a bad look it just it's never a good season for for spam okay so moving on what, what was the, were you kind of just like, I'm sick of dealing with all of y'all being a downer, being an antagonist to this really amazing project is, was that the turning point or were you just kind of already working yourself toward other, cause you, you mentioned that you had started working on holy bread at that time. Um, I, uh,
2: I'm
3: kind of one of
2: those designers. I'm always creating things. so I have always have three or four projects in the work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah you pretty much turn your focus like you try to keep them all alive but you turn your focus to where you see the most potential at the time
1: are you kind of like an irons in the fire kind of a guy
2: yeah okay
0: (laughs) and Uh, and
1: honestly
2: one holy Holy bread in may um opportunity came to kind of take over the whole game um and just own it all right and then get it to hide Uh, because it had died out in March um, during the whole Hive steam split. yeah, And it was kind of dead in the water for about six weeks. So, yeah, it was a great opportunity.
1: And when you brought it over to Hive, do you feel like the transition went pretty well? I mean, because the people who were following you probably were you worried you were going to (laughs) lose some of your users?
2: Uh, Yeah, so that's an interesting thing. Um, We actually gained users when we moved over to Hive really and back, yeah and we've actually been on a really good clip of gaining users um we moved over to hive on the 16th of june and we oh. had a few bugs here and there we had all ironed out by the 18th it took about 36 hours they were high sign of things if you're playing on Keychain, you had no issues right and by that weekend we just started accumulating players and every day since then we've it's not much but we've been averaging five or six brand new players every day since then whoa every day and wow yeah every day since then wow um, we've actually gone back and looked at the numbers we've gained more users since we moved to hive than the game attracted since February 20th
1: wow how encouraging yeah
2: yeah so it's it's really, really what would you say
1: right what would you say is people most people's favorite feature or what are they doing the most of on the game that, that you think is the most popular? Um, well,
2: it's an idle-based game. So right now it's, it's purely idle. Your gameplay is you log in, you quest. You quest, you gain experience gold. With that, you purchase items. You can also find items when you're questing. And then the main feature right now is just your battle arena. You build your team, you just battle your way up. Okay. So it's a typical PvP. Yes. Um, that's the current gameplay. People love it. Um, people like the idle concept. They can click on a quest, come back in 10 minutes, but a few of our players play Monday through Friday, they're at work and they play as a, as a break in between tasks, um, our user base actually drops off on the weekend. Oh, okay. Um,
1: people got, people yeah, got so, plan. So it's
2: an interesting little idle game like that. Yeah. We, we definitely are moving to a different game style down the road, but we can, we can talk about that in a
1: little bit. Like a P2P.
2: Um, well it's pvp right now right so right. uh player versus player our pve which is player versus environment is non-existent right you just click on a quest it's idle and you get a reward um we're gonna be adding dungeons uh well, let me step back one thing uh so the main game right now is running on a code base uh we migrate a hive and during the migration we were trying to add additional functionality and the amount of effort to add the functionality to the existing code base we're like yeah we're just going to write this from scratch so we're currently rewriting the entire code base from scratch and we're about a third of the way through And we'll be launching what we're going to call seasons so when you play in the season it will go on for two months and you start back at level zero and you'll be able to do things during the season and then part of that code base that works will migrate to the main game's code base so the first big feature everybody wants is right now you ideally just go on a quest. We're going to add dungeons, and in the dungeon, it'll be a typical dungeon crawl. You go on the first dungeon and complete it, the first floor of the dungeon. And then you go to the second floor, third floor, etc. Okay. The caveat's going to be you get your rewards after the first floor, and then it's almost like gambling. You can risk going to the second floor, but if you – fail the second floor you get kicked out of the dungeon with no rewards but if you make it through like level four and you have all these rewards you could just decide to leave the dungeon and take everything with you but you won't actually complete the dungeon
1: so what's the penalty now, if you get kicked out of the dungeon because you don't lose any life or any supplies you just have to start over no, you,
2: you, yeah so the penalty will be um you, you get so many moves per day so let, let's just say the number is 100. You get 100 moves, 100 ticks, 100 energy, whatever you want to call it, per day. You'll lose that much ticks or energy or moves, right? Right. So if you're really competitive with some of the other players, yeah, you're gonna fall. You're gonna fall behind. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you better make the right move. Right. <laughs> so some people are slow and steady. Other people are like, we're gonna just go in for the kill and take the risk, but. In any event. Yeah. So, no. And, okay. What about, uh, do you have championships and stuff where, or is it just friendly competition between people on the server? Like, do you are you going to set up championships? Um, yeah, that's kind of
2: what our seasons are going to be. Okay. Um, you're going to be like the champion of that season or the top 20 players in that season. Oh, I see. And there'll be I in-game, see. Re- in-game rewards and things you can
1: get. So how long are your seasons going to be? Like two weeks, three weeks?
2: Uh, we're actually aiming closer to like a full month.
1: And, and cause when you said season at first, I thought you meant like, you know, the four seasons, but you're talking about a season of play where everyone competes against each other and they're on a leaderboard and the one at the end of the season wins whatever prize is at the end.
2: Right. And then no matter what you, even if you don't win that season, you'll be a there'll be special set items in that season. So let's say this season's the fire set. You can only get those set pieces in the season. And you can, at the end of the season, you'll be allowed to export them back to the main world. And so that will be the limited supply of those pieces within the main world. And then the next season, there'll be something else to introduce. And then maybe in season six, we'll reintroduce some of the pieces that were only available on season one. So you get another opportunity to get them.
1: Wow. It sounds so the like. The main world. Yeah. It sounds like you guys are really thinking it through. Go ahead, though. I just interrupted you.
2: Oh, yeah so the main world will constantly be actively going so it'll have like a different balance than the seasons will because the seasons will always be reset at, at zero
1: okay so You go in there with a brand new hero level one and just go to town but it levels you up though like it kind of in that regard the season isn't just oh we just played a month for nothing like you're not just playing but you're also leveling up aren't you you're like the stuff that you get out of it you keep going forward correct
2: uh yes. Okay. But we're gonna make sure the balance is there where you don't play one season, you're not gonna necessarily fall behind.
1: So the Hive has a couple of questions. <laughs> oh,
2: I see that. <laughs> he's, he's going nuts. He, he wants me to get into all the like really intricate math specifics. Uh, my players do this in Discord all the time. I'll announce something, and they're like, "Well, what about A, B, C, and D?" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I, I have it worked out. I'm not ready
1: to announce it yet. <laughs> um, or or you're like, I had this worked out, and now I totally don't. <laughs> you're like, back to the yeah, drawing board. <laughs> people get really excited about it. How does that make you feel when you see people getting all, like, excited? Even, when, even if it's, like, oh. stuff that you can't do. You're like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Oh, no, it,
2: it's it's awesome. I love the fact that people get excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just encourages us to keep
1: working on it. It's like the way I compare it is like you you know personally that you're geeking out deep down inside all the time, but to have someone right. else geek out on the thing that not only are you geeking out on but that you actually created so that people would geek out. Like how is that not amazing? <laughs> right? No,
2: okay, no, that that, that explains it that's that's what it is right you're geeking out
1: yourself and then they geek out and you're like oh my gosh this is awesome it's so cool so have you thought about a sponsorship part to the game and do you think it could become a profitable game for users and for Um, like sponsors or investors
2: well actually right now it's been profitable for some of our newer players some of our new players that come in last week I've been watching on my blockchain Um, they've already found and sold items um, and these are like we were talking before these are new users that have 40 50 I in their account they're not whales or dolphins or anything like that you know, they're just little minnows floating around with 50 HP and they come in the game and they make six in a week and for them that's a big deal
1: and how are they uh, earning is it on card trading card sales or is it on actual uh, functions and stuff from the game. No,
2: no, it's actually on them discovering items in game and then selling them. Um, oh. So we're we're completely free to play. So they can just log in and start playing and start questing and finding items. Wow. And then when they find an item, they can put it up on the marketplace. And the marketplace completely is on Hive, right? Yeah. You put it up for uh, two cents, you get two cents in Hive from the other person. Um, there's there's no side chain. There's no tokens. Anything. It, it's fully mm. 100% on the Hive layer.
1: So I've got um, Ascended in in the audience here, and she's actually done a, a, a pretty thorough uh, review of the game. And of course, you know, she starts out with like the basic explanation how the game works. You've got your open play platform, and then you choose your class, you pick a family name, your heroes all fight within the family name. And if you want a hero to work under a different family name, they need to pay for that family name, does that mean that you can, cause I haven't actually played the game. I've just been sitting here trying to get it figured out and I'm kind of enjoying this process. Um, that if you join, if you open to a, a different family name, does that mean you have different teams that you can play at any time? Or are they all still sort of under the same umbrella?
2: They're all still under the same umbrella right now. Um, that might be something we're gonna inter- incorporate when we do guilds down the road. Right. Um, so that yeah, that's something we're really looking at, and that purchasing and spending bread to change things is going to be going away. We're going to be completely removing anything that resembles play to win. There's still a little bit of that in the game because uh, we have to do it in stages. It's hard to take things out instantly. You have to like, totally <laughs> like take them out one part at.
1: So you really do. Um, no, you really really want to avoid the play to win the play to win effect. Like you really want it to be based on just strategy
2: so i haven't revealed this yet but we'll do it here on the show okay uh our new economy is not going to have gold or anything in it it's going to be a complete 100 percent barter based system so everything you discover in the game is going to be able to be sold on the marketplace to other users uh, um, so you're never going to be able to pay us as developers to win the game but uh, if one user wants to sit there and farm like we're going to be adding a witch and the witch can give you, uh, you can either curse people or you can get buffs for yourself and she'll send you on a quest to get like 10 eyes of newt and five frog legs and a dragon scale. Okay. Well, if you don't want to spend all the time getting those, you can go to the marketplace and buy them from another user that's farming them. And that transactions will all be on with hive. Okay. You know, hey, i am my dragon scale for two hive and you buy it from them. You can get your potion from the witch. So you'll be able as a player, have that strategy of how much um, time do you want to spend versus how much money do you want to spend. But you're not paying us to win, you would just be paying another player for the time they invested in the game. And so, we really want to move to that model where it's a player based economy, and we okay. just sit back and we're going to be freemium, it's free to play, and the only way we'll make money. And it will be totally optional, has no effect on the gameplay. Is we'll sell you item skins that you can make your character look the way you want. It does help support the game, but you don't need it to compete. And then we can also sell additional storage
1: space. So are those so skins, choice, we- like the skins that you're selling, will will they not affect your your skill level? They'll just be aesthetics?
2: Correct. They'll just be aesthetics.
1: Okay. And, and, and then you'll so sell we're,
2: storage. So we're really big on that. We, we don't want to sell anything to the players that give them an advantage over another player.
1: So what's your philosophy behind that? I'm sure you have a couple of reasons. I can think of some already, but what are yours?
2: Uh, my main one is any player should be able to just join a game for free and play and have fun and be competitive at the way they want they want to be the top in the battle arena they should be allowed to do it if they want to just go out and adventure and see how many frog legs they can collect today they should be allowed to do it there's multiple paths to play a game and enjoy it and when you have a pay to win model you're kind of forcing players down one path and i just don't like that design you'd
1: like to see a little more creativity that is that's fueled you'd like to see success that's created that's fueled by creativity as opposed to kind of like, okay, obviously this card's going to get me the most money if I play this one. So I'm going to invest in that, which is an option with, you know, like with, um, with the Splinterlands, it, you can play it, it. Some people contend that it's a play to win a pay to win. Others contend that you can actually work your way up. I'm one of those that worked my way up a little bit. I did buy kind of a basic set of cards, but how i got into the game which which i don't play now i just rent out my deck and then i level up i xp and then i rent them for hire that's what i what i do now but when i first started i literally did just kind of tuck in and play and i did okay and then i just got cards from i did a show actually i did the steam monster show and a bunch of people gave me free cards especially um aggroed so i did get some cards that way but I never really put a ton of money into the cards themselves and, and yeah, for me, you know, I never got to the top, but, but I did learn a little bit of strategy that got me some, some wins, but there is definitely like the ones that are, had purchased the gold cards. It is an investment. Whereas this is like, you're saying it's not so much an investment of money and wealth as much as it is. You just kind of got to use strategy. If you want to win the game, you got to be good at the game.
2: Yeah, that, that's the goal. I mean, and that's always going to be a moving target. Um, I'm going to be doing a post in a week or two about buffs and nerfs and development. Because some of the feedback I'm getting right now is like, every game, every day of the game has a little tweak to it. And it's like, well, fun. it does right now because yeah. we're stabilizing things. But once we move to the seasons, it'll be a bit more like, this is the gameplay for the next month. And then, yes, we'll buff and nerf things. We'll add things. You know, it'll be constantly evolving. Uh, with a development strategy aimed around that.
1: So first, Dicken and Ren are talking about the frog legs, saying you can never have too many frog legs. Ren says, theoretically, you could farm frog legs, kind of like World of Warcraft, where you farm supplies and then you sell them on the open market. Is this this a potentiality? Do you see people kind of going, I'm going to go around farm frog legs and then sell them? Absolutely.
2: Plus, um, (laughs) we have other games in the works that are going to be launching uh, fairly soon also. And... We're gonna have universal items so you could farm an item in holy bread stop playing holy bread and you can sell it off to the players in the other games that same item is going to be used across multiple games
1: oh weird like what like what item
2: uh well well so one that we're playing around with internally and we don't have it's mostly done but we're tweaking the balance on it so the item would be called go faster so we have an item called go faster and it's in holy bread you sell it to a player that's in HiveQuest. And he gets it. So when you sell in the Marketplace, Marketplace will transfer it over. And, and now the item will say it belongs to Hive Quest and the player name. So in HiveQuest, let's play it's a dungeon crawl. It can let the player it's a go faster. So in that game, it's a boot. So it lets him move faster. Uh, in Holy Bread, let's say I decide we have a transport mechanism. So when you move it back to Holy Bread, the go faster is actually a sail for a ship. It makes your ship move faster. Okay. So let's say we do a, a sci-fi game. A sci-fi game, is a, it's a booster rocket for your ship. makes your ship move faster. So we're coming up with a standard for the universal items that this item gives a movement effect. And so the item will be called Go Faster, and then each game will have to determine what it does and that will have to be approved. And then that's going to be an open standard that we're going to release. This is like a year down the road encourage other developers to join in and they're like, Hey, I'm going to join in. And we're like, well, join in our marketplace. Yeah, You need to be able to accept these 10 universal items yeah. within your game. Uh, and so that gives players a bit more like, Hey, like you stop playing, you stop playing splinter Let's say you found two universal items and you decide to start playing Holy bread. You can at least bring those over with you you still have a benefit from all the time you spent on splinter land
0: wow
2: or you could just sell them off to a player yeah playing
0: the
1: other game because the other
2: game is the hot game of the month wow Because you know, games
1: have okay so and then that begs the question of a marketplace i mean are you going to have a really well integrated marketplace that will be organized so you can see where things are applied in which games
2: yeah so so each game is going to have their individual marketplace that that works
1: inside of it built on
2: top of Hive. yeah pie. But then there'll be a universal marketplace that's going to be just a layer two built on top of hive. And that's what we're going to be open. That is so cool. Once we, once we get it worked out. Yeah. So we have like a whole ecosystem of games and development we're working on. Uh, Holy bread's just the first step and we're just so focused on it. And we're really just focused on getting the season out. There's going to be new heroes. Um, we're going to have taverns in there. We can do bar brawls if you want. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's just super exciting but um, we still have to keep providing things for the existing players because the seasons still like four to six weeks out
1: well and and a quick question on the frog legs and the go faster are those going to have a limited supply or will it just be kind of you can just farm them and it's the time that you put into it that makes it uh, well, problems,
2: which are for like the witch items in game will be uh unlimited currently uh we're working on the balance we don't think there's gonna be an issue with it well uh, we'll readdress it if someone just starts hoarding a ton um but the the universal items yes there'll be a limit so that's one of the things we're trying to work on there's gonna have to be a smart contract or something written that only 100 of these exist and your game gets 10 and this game gets 10 um Those are definitely going to have to have a limit on them initially. Right. And and then it's like any development, we'll have to do that and look at it and evaluate. Um, And and that's one of our key things with our development strategy. We're willing to look at and evaluate and adjust and not just say this is the way it's going to be forever.
1: Well, and it sounds like you're taking input from some of your more popular or more active users as well. And taking feedback is probably helpful for you because it's still in are you in beta right now or alpha uh
2: i'd say beta just because we're just went to hive and we're still tweaking things
0: yeah
2: um and, and we're and we're still cutting things out it's always nice when you have a player who isn't happy with a change you made and you can talk to them take their feedback and then you make the second and third change and when you get out the third change they go
1: Oh, now I understand what you were doing. Yeah, I totally support it. Okay. Um, so because we had to do that, with, go ahead. Um, well, so you've talked about making potential revenue just from selling storage or uh, aesthetic skins. But I mean, how do you make money in a game like this? Putting all that time into it, not saying the only reason we do things is for money, but money, but time is money.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm funding the game with my own fiat currency every single month to keep it afloat. Um, that's definitely a true fact. So we had two avenues we could do there. We could go to the pay-to-win model, and you know the model most of the other games use, buy a starter pack, buy cards, do this, and then just constantly depend on new players joining. We wanted to do a model that's more keeping the players interested in an active player base that's willing to, Hey, I've been playing this game for three months. I want to support you guys. So I'm going to buy this $2 skin and that might be their only investment ever. Yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to encourage a lot of people actually is, um, we're content creator on brave. Please use brave when you play and tip us. Okay. Uh, Our brave, our brave tips last month were actually pretty good.
1: What were they? Can you tell? What's that? How, what were your brave tips were they like in the hundreds or a little higher Uh, no it
2: was about sixty dollars okay. it was just our first month doing that so wow. we're pretty happy with that
1: that's really awesome yeah that's great and what about your posting on hive i mean you've so ascended made this little she no, made this little note she said as far as hold on let me see if i can find it um roi on she says off-site ROI potential return on investment potential, please note that one can also earn Hive through upvotes from the Holy Bread Hive account for written content and might I add comments. So if you produce content related to the game, or if you comment on the Holy Bread uh, blogs, then Holy Bread Hive account will upvote them. That's one way for them to also earn money uh, in that cool. way. Is that how accurate? Yeah,
2: that's a little off. Um, If people are writing Holy Bread posts, I kind of go through and manually curate them with my Simple Game account, which is our main account that we use for all our developmental uh, comments to people. Our Holy Bread account, we just got a reward bot set up this week. Um, Based on your ranking in the arena, uh, it will upload your posts. They don't have to be Holy Bread specific. Oh, So like our number wow. one player gets 100% upvote and our mm-hmm. 200th ranked player gets a 2% upvote on their posts. Um, so when I first took over Holy Bread, one of the problems they had was the economy, they were using Steam Engine, Hive Engine tokens for rewarding players. And we gutted that day one, and it was very controversial. And players were like, well, why would I even play that? yeah oh these are the reasons yeah and this is one of the things we want to do yeah and we're really big on the rewards being the blockchain rewards right And you don't have to participate in that you know if you don't want to post you don't have to post if you just want to play for fun you can just play for fun yeah uh it's just a little added benefit and it helps you know, our accounts grow
1: you know what it sounds like to me simple game it sounds to me like what you're in need of is a smart media token am i right
2: uh, yeah, I would love that.
1: <laughs> it sounds to me like what um, you're trying to do is sort of use the the hive pool voting pool as as your SMT. That's what you're doing. I mean
2: you're yeah, but, currently until something comes out, yeah. um our problem is we just don't want to use the steam engine hive engine sidechain concept. Um if I reward a player with that, basically whatever I reward them is being taxed by that sidechain. And we're just fundamentally opposed to that. Not okay. everyone will agree with me on this. I know, but we just don't agree with that. I'd rather just um, reward someone directly on, on the blockchain.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. Well, in either event though, you're, you're essentially using your holy bread and your simple game accounts to reward your, your players and your followers as far as as far as developing an eco- an economy, you've got the marketplaces, the, the local marketplaces, and then you'll have the larger marketplace. And then for earning on your end, you're basically like a Patreon. You're saying, hey, yeah, thanks. If you like what we do, give us a tip and buy our skins, correct? For now. Yeah, basically. For that's now. It. I mean, what if someone... Yeah. I, the way I look at it is, is I'm like, if you're building a project that's working and it's love, and people are loving it and you've got some economy going through and everybody's sort of, generally speaking, happy and you're getting you're getting five new users a day, this is amazing. I see this as one of those things where I'm always looking at investorship, like uh, either um, uh, initial coin offering or an IPO or something where down the road someone comes along and says, hey, you've got a really great idea for a game. Could we invest? And if so, what would your requirements be? Because you're going to always want to be a not play to win platform. An investor comes along, they're going to want to change that, right? Probably because they're going to say, well, we need to make our money back now. Um, I'm always like, excuse me. I'm always like, well, you're putting so much time into it. Where's your ROI? And uh, so what's your long game here? What do you see this doing in the long run?
2: Uh, My long run is really that layer two we're talking about with universal items. Um, I've been in game design for 30 years and I've seen us move to the premium models and pay to win models and all these concepts. And I just really think having players play a game, game ages out or they just move on getting some type of reward for their effort. So let's, let's give their value that they put in the game a hundred and they move to another game. If they could take 70% of that value that they created and move it to the next game, that's just the future of gaming. Okay. Um, and so really getting a layer two open source built out, um is my long game now granted i'll have my own little small games involved with that that are my pet projects like holy bread and a few other ones i'm going to do and those are passion projects and yeah i'd like to make a little on them
1: so i have Uh, another i have another question for you you've chosen hive it sounds like for your main game development or or rather like your main blockchain game development have you considered other blockchains
2: i have i just don't like you know i
1: mean
2: uh they're too slow uh they have governorship problems they have i mean ethereum has its gas problems um i yeah. also have a problem this gets ideological and i don't really want to but i get a problem with the nft word right like it was the hot word two years ago and it gets thrown around and what does it really mean and what we're doing at the universal items is more what my original concept of an nft would be like yeah, I can buy it on the blockchain. It's recorded on blockchain. I can sell it to another user. But if only that one game can use it, what good does it really do for me?
1: So you're kind of um, trying to develop an idea where people love it, and then it's it, you. You can carry it over to your next development, and, and they're not gonna they're not gonna be out anything.
2: Uh, that's the goal. <laughs> I mean. Goals aren't always achievable in the first initial pass, but I mean, that's that's our goal. But
1: we're it sounds like outside. your goal is to make your players happy. And as long as you're doing that, I can't see why they wouldn't follow you to the next thing. You think, this is sort of like a symbiotic relationship, it sounds like, at the very least, right?
2: Uh, yeah, that's what we try to do. I mean, we're very active. Our, our whole team is active with the players. Um, yeah, we're just trying to make something that's fun also. Yeah. Like, I, I just want a new player to be able to come on and just play and have fun.
1: Yeah. And because there's such a, there's a way for them to earn and that the majority of the earnings goes to them, that's kind of cool too. Like just all the marketplace stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm super impressed. I'm really like, I don't know how I never heard of you. I was probably just obsessed with other things. Who knows? <laughs> but I'm sure I'm going to meet more and, more and more people like this too. Yeah. I mean, that's it
2: happens, right? Like, yeah. um, no one knows about anything and then as it starts to grow it just gains
1: momentum at some point
2: and then everyone starts to
1: hear about it well and part of the reason is I'm not I'm not historically a gamer and I'm not historically interested in things like that but as I mature in my crypto world I do get way more interested in state of the dapps and since I'm friends with Ascended I'm kind of more interested in the games right now but I'm always as an FYI to everyone out there I'm always interested in whatever projects that you're aware of that are on either the Hive blockchain or any blockchain for that matter, whether there's a use case for mainstream like peeps. So whatever there is, it's being built on blockchain, whether it's a game or just an application that's useful in a daily basis. I just want to hear about it. So let me know if you know anyone or if you are someone I'd love to interview you on my show. Just DM me at little scribe. As far as the Holy bread goes, I just really love what you're doing. I love ascended monkeys um, review of what you've done. She takes us to the holy bread, the, the dap.com and it shows holy bread st- statistics and you've actually got a score here. Do you go here when you look at the interactivity?
2: Yeah. Um, I went there a little bit and I'm not sure how they pull their data, but their data's not matching up with our data since we moved to Hive. Okay. Maybe that's uh I don't know if they're because they're pulling from the Holy Bread account. Like I'm not exactly sure how they're pulling it. So um that's just one it's on my long list of things to like assign someone to go track them down and talk to them about. Yeah,
1: because it looks like their data is a maybe a little low. Like total unique users, four sixty one. If you're getting five new users a day, I'd imagine that's a little higher, am I right?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's what we've been looking at. Is some of
1: that data is a little bit off. You're um, like, come on, guys. That's one
2: of the things where we're building on APIs and
1: stuff. There's just always work to do. Sure, that's <laughs> uh, the other thing. Data. Is is that's the other thing is when you take on a project like this, like it's so much fun at the outset, and you're looking at all the cool ideas, and you love unfolding them, but then and then it turns into a monster and eats you. So like, you have to take it like one day at a time, right?
3: Oh
2: yeah. Like we spent our first two weeks just building on internal like communication systems. And sometimes we're still yelling at each other. Like, Hey, you didn't log this correctly. Yeah, And that's a side of things people don't see.
1: And lastly, I just want to touch on the lore a little teensy bit. Um, because Ascended actually went to the trouble of showing this and I thought it was so cool. First of all, loving the art. Um, I'd be pulling this up on my account, but for some reason I'm having issues with my keychain, so it's just not loading. So I'm really grateful that Ascended put this together because she talks about the lore. It comes from small stories associated with each quest. Who's coming up with these little fairy tales? Are you, are these like stories you told your kids when you are, is it something you grew up with? Do you have someone else putting this together? Like, where are you getting this? Like, for Uh example, at least read this one, the dancing lights. Um... There's a darkened. There's a darkened forest. In the forest live tiny glowing fairies, which look like small flames from afar. And now the tale promises that a caught fairy grants you a wish to bargain for their freedom. So that's one little tale. Do you have kind of a background in lore? Where, where, where do you get these ideas?
2: Um, those are actually just short little snippets that were written for us by a contractor. We're just like, hey, we see some quick text. Okay, so cool. We just let them run with it. Yeah. Um, We are working on a complete background story lore concept because we need to do that for launching our season. And we're actually really big lore people. When we design games, our team, we've designed other games. Um, Lore drives everything. If we can't explain the reason why we're putting something into the game from a lore standpoint, we normally don't add it. Um, so you're actually going to start seeing things about that within the next month. So that you're saying you already
1: kind of have a backbone of lore behind the story. You're not going to, like, go around changing a bunch of stuff. It's just sort of the, the main lore behind it. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, so, like, the main lore is there. Yeah. And let's say it's this fantasy-based world. You're never going to just see the dwarves show up with, like, a steam cannon. It doesn't fit in with the right. lore. Right, yeah, um, see? That's what I love. Uh, we'll, just, we'll, do that. You know, we'll just keep adding on. I new, just
1: get so tired new, of that. I feel like it's not true to the fan. I feel like if you're if you're wanting to stay canonical, you do kind of need to have that main story background before you go starting a game. Because part of the draw of a game and the fantasy of it is understanding the world and the physics of the world that you're in. And that was one of the things that I really, really loved about the Splinterlands was because I totally got into the lore. So it's kind of fun for me to see that you're like sort of true to the lore. Obviously, you're going to have tweaks along the way. It's fine. But but you got to kind of have the backbone. Every good gamer knows that. Um, I just wanted to ask one last question. Yeah. And what are some of the updates that you wanted to share today? I know you already kind of mentioned the thing about... Um, being able to carry over to newer games, like the go fast and the, the ability to sell things in the marketplace that would be a larger marketplace. What's another update that you want to share with everyone and, and something that maybe would get them to come to check out your game?
2: a um, big update coming this week is skin, item skins are finally here. Um, a lot of people got a lot of epic items in our uh, big event last week. And this week they're gonna be able to purchase skins from us to make them look the way they want. Um, That's our big thing coming up. That's going to be run manually out of our Discord. Um, We find that first time we're running some of these events manually, it's better for us to watch for errors, and then we'll get an automated website up for it at a later point. Plus, then we get more player interaction and feedback uh, during that type of event. So that's our big thing. And then, yes, the Barbarian is still coming. That's going to be our next class. Um, I'm going to be working on that code starting
1: Monday. Hopefully, I'll get them up this next week or two. Have you ever thought of sourcing out some of the work that needs to be done for the site, like the lore or the Uh, development, and then having people just sort of like do contests so they can win something for it?
2: uh, We do. Um, We have an internal team of five people and an external team of seven people working on this. Okay. And um, we're always looking for more people um, and we have people that are in charge of, of that. But you can always DM me directly if you're interested. in participating and then we can see if you can fit in with the
1: team. Yeah, these are definitely this is one of those projects where I just highly recommend if you're interested in there's so many things you can do. I mean, maybe you're not as good at the gaming. Maybe you're not as great at the dev like you could add lore, you could add graphics, you could add functionality, you could add the gaming pieces there. You could be even someone on the team to help promote the content. It seems like there's probably no end of great things that you do if you want to get involved in this project just go dm simple game go hop on the discord go ahead and if somebody has that discord link uh maybe you could drop it in the in the show right there the chat okay so yeah i'm i'm really impressed i'm loving the art i'm loving the wild eyes i'm loving the context i love the uh the imagery i love the progress i love its play to uh, not not pay to win. that's interesting and very in, intriguing and I'm just super excited. I'm super ha- I'm really happy to see some some people like you on the blockchain on the platform and and that Hive is the place of choice because of its fast uh, block turnover because it doesn't have any transactional fees and because it's got a great user base and because it's run uh, diplomatically. So you've got a lot of advantages working on the high blockchain here, and I am super, super excited to see where this goes. And okay, and thanks for coming on the show, Simple Game, and thanks for your review, Ascended. It was amazing. I've been showing the screen share for that if you guys want to check it out. I will drop the link as well to that if you want to go read her review because it kind of gives a little more um, introduction to the game. If you're one of those more detailed people and like to see all of that. Okay. Okay. You guys, this was actually, um, like such a great experience for me. I am so excited about all the projects. Again, if you know someone, or if you are someone who has a project on any blockchain, doesn't have to be hive could be anything could be steam (laughs) could be anything. I'm a, i am I just want you to come and let me know and I'll feature you on my show and make sure if you like it to follow and share we're always going to be around this is our uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be doing probably the 12 o'clock mountain standard time and i always have a countdown on my show so if you're not sure when that is just click the countdown and it will show you when and where and if anyone has any questions just type them in the chats otherwise we're gonna be hopping off here in a couple of minutes and as usual I am playing live music from Rising Star Radio, which most of the musicians are coming from the Hive blockchain. If you want more information on that, you can go to risingstar.com to learn to play the game or you can go to the Rising Star Discord. Thanks again, Simple Game, for showing up today. And thanks, everyone, for your attendance and participation today. It always is a great show because you made it that way.
3: A tragedy. Oh, my mind's an army, sending the cavalry. Oh, my tongue is sharp. You made a knife. Well said, had a bullet in my head, it's a fucked up world, yeah, everyone's faceless Starving, hungry, bored, and graceless, Warming flavor, they're all faceless. Someone has to die to pay this Okay, it's fine, another time, yeah, one cheap shot at a simple crime Roll me another one and let it rise, see my divine in your pretty eyes I'm hungry, starving, and full of grace, well, none to spare, cause we're Adelaide graceless starving, bored, and faceless, hungry, crooked, bored, and tasteless. You my head Well then, you're going my head It's a fucked up world, yeah Everyone's faithful Starving, hungry, bored, and graceless Starving, hungry, bored, and graceless
4: I never saw the point in making plans anyway Cause when I tried it just encouraged mistakes So I'd live this way To take the power away from any Outsiders trying to bring me down I did used to dream though when they weren't around I used to dream that you'd hear the sound Within the wind Of my voice calling out Hey can you hear me out there come and save me from this hell, from myself, and all of a sudden you heard me. You were right there in front of me, and I fell deeper than I ever seen. What we got a special girl Yeah, we kept each other afloat We arrived in paradise on the same boat So won't you sing the chorus with me? This is our song Sing it with me now, note for note Since you
0: came